Episode 115 of the Wolfpack Podcast. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm your host, Tyler Wolf. I'm going to make this intro short as the week is uh, coming to a close. I'm wrapping up my to-do list, and uh, it's been wonderfully busy and chaotic this week. And, you know, I think there's been this conversation about busyness over the last few years, at least in the circles that I'm in, about how busyness, here's a term that we've used, busyness should not be worn as a badge of honor. Um, and sometimes it does. And I'm definitely guilty of that. I think when when we have like a lot going on, we think it's a sign of our, of our importance. Uh, and that's really ridiculous. I keep a sign in my living room, like a one of those signs you can change out the message, which I really like because I like variety. Uh, and from time to time, I put the message on the wall that says, uh, you're a human being, not a human doing. Now, I think I say all that to say that life will get busy. And whenever I get busy, like I am this week, I have to ask myself, is this good busy or bad busy? Meaning, am I busy with things I don't care to be busy with? Am I busy with things that aren't in line with what I have discovered to be my purpose in this life? Um, Meaning, what I'm trying to say is, I am fine with being busy with meaningful things. I'm fine if my life feels chaotic as long as the chaos is created by the multitude of meaningful things. And that is exactly how I would describe. Literally, it's like 20 minutes later now since what you were just hearing. I got a phone call. That's just significant of the point I was trying to make is that it's crazy right now, but it's crazy and full of beautiful, luminous, wonderful, meaningful stuff. Uh, My foster son, he was with us seven months ago and he's back and there's circumstances that are his story that I won't share um but I'm so glad to have him home we now have two foster sons and of course my son Micah life is so good and full and wonderful and I'm happy and today uh is an interview with a guy named Nate Fader he's a guy who I met at my gym who many of my guests as recently are in that world uh he's a student at a bible college in Chicago and I'll let him share that story please enjoy the mighty Nate Fader everybody welcome to the wolfpack podcast i'm here with nate fader how you doing nate i'm doing wonderful now that i'm here well thanks man so here's how we met at open guard which mm-hmm. many of my guests on the show have or many of our friends from open guard have been on the show so that's like a common origin story of guests on the show but even more recently i'm at the ymca you know what i mean throwing around five pound dumbbells mm-hmm. um jazzercising as i do and you're over there deadlifting hundreds and hundreds of pounds and uh, we know each other from Open Guard, so we're talking. Got to talk about podcasts. One day late. Wait, was that Wednesday? I think Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, two days later, you're in the basement, and we're recording an episode. Welcome to Wolfpack Studios. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Yeah, it's been a good day. Um, had some good workouts this week. Feeling good. Uh, good. Got to see some old friends, so that's yeah. always fun. Because you're home from school, right? Yep, just got back from school. All right, and tell me where you go to school. So I go to school, um, Moody Bible Institute out in Chicago. So right in the downtown area of Chicago, <clears throat> very different than, you know, Walk area, yeah. Heartland, Wisconsin. Um, 
but it's crazy. I mean, it's kind of, it's an amazing school, super biblically focused, super getting you prepared to go into ministry or whatever field you're wanting to go into. Yeah. And it just gives you this huge base of knowledge. It's a super academic school, which is tough because I was yeah. never an academic kid. Yeah. But it's amazing getting to live in the in the middle of the city and getting to see a different side of ministry, a different side of people, a different yeah. side of life. Yeah. And people, non-church people, for um, for obvious reasons, don't probably aren't familiar with Moody. Mm-hmm. That's like a world famous, highly respected school. Um, have you been down to the? I mean, you know that I'm saying for a lot of people listening aren't yeah. aren't believers, but um, are you? Uh, What's the goal? So you you go through Moody for however many years you're mm-hmm. going to go through. You graduate. If you were just writing the story yourself, what what's the job? Yeah. So, I mean, my degree now is pastoral ministry. Okay. So along the lines, like, I'd love to become a pastor somewhere. But I, I just love ministering to people. I love camp. I'm a camp counselor oh, at yeah. a Christian camp up in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, I just love being able to mentor and pour into people and mm-hmm. love people, honestly, man. Like, you know, that's who we are as Christians, to love people. And so if I'm writing the story, I'd love to do overseas ministry after I graduate. Yeah. I would love to work <clears throat> at a camp, um, more than a counselor, I think, like start, start getting in a director role, more of leadership roles above counselors and being able to mentor counselors to mentor yeah. their kids. Um, but I mean, if I'm writing the story of that and then, you know, once I get a little bit older, a little bit more wisdom, um, becoming a pastor, yeah. a pastor somewhere. That's awesome, man. So mm-hmm. you, did you grow up in church? Yeah, I did grow up in church. So tell me, tell me about your call. Like, um, tell me about, and for me, this did and always, or for me, it did happen in a series of moments. Mm -hmm. And for most, I think it does, but I think there's one or a a small handful of defining moments where you go, tell me about where you are, (coughs) Nate Fader. I don't not I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do the moment or the couple of moments that you go. I, this, there's a call in my life. This Mm -hmm. is my purpose. This is my destiny. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I'll be brief with this, obviously, but you know, so I grew up in the church. I kind of grew up watching, you know, my parents, um, just be great Christians, loving the Lord, serving the Lord, my brother and sister doing the same, just pursuing the Lord and loving who he is. And I felt super inadequate in my life. And so it led me to like walking away. I started drinking, started smoking. I started selling drinks and alcohol at my school. Started doing a lot. So of this is high school. So this is kind of like high school area. Yeah, I gotcha. And so I go down this big long path, and it just brought me to my knees. I'm like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And I was like, God, I need you. Series of things, kind of a come to Christ moment. And through that, I was like, okay, I want to serve God. Like I know that. How do I do that? Mm-hmm. I love speaking. And so I was like, oh, like I'll be a motivational speaker. Great. And I'll be a Christian. Yeah. And through a speaking class, through the through COVID actually, it kind of brought me to a place where I was like, wow, like I want to be in ministry. Like I think I want to be a pastor. Lo and behold, God opened some doors. I end up living in Colorado for a year at a Bible school, yeah. snowboarding and just getting to evangelize and love, love on people and preach and lead devotionals. Um, and from there, the Lord's like, I want you to go to Moody and I want you to serve me. And that's where I really felt called to the pastoral ministry, you know, more than just preaching, but, you know, pastoring and mentoring and loving people. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. And that was right before you went to Colorado. It's right when I met you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I started at Open Guard in, let's say it was like the end of August mm-hmm. 2020. And like two months later, uh, a couple people were getting their blue belt. Yeah. Which to me, I'd been doing jujitsu for like two months. So I'm like, OK, I did ask some questions. I asked, shout out Dan LaPaz from Open Guard. And I said, so I, I just started asking questions and I was like, oh, they've been working at this for at least two years. Mm-hmm. 
um, and you were one of those people getting the blue belt, and then Dan announced, and Nate's about to go off and go to, uh, it was no, it was Colorado, wasn't yep. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you did like a gap year program yeah. out there, and now you went off to Moody. That's awesome, man. That's cool. You know, I, I feel, uh, yeah, I, I have a similar story. Um, I mean, similar but different. Um, but my same thing is, is I was, I lived a life of darkness for so long, mm-hmm. man, yeah. that when I started coming around, that darkness that I had lived really served me well because I had kind of a blissful ignorance mm-hmm. where I didn't I didn't have this path in mind like well now I go to a four-year Bible college because that's what I'm supposed to do and that's what I grew up thinking I literally was like it's so crazy it was so similar I was like I think I need to take some public speaking classes yeah and then maybe take a course on how to write a sermon hmm. that because I'm gonna go into ministry yeah. You know what I mean? Which, like, in retrospect, I go, well, that's a weird hodgepodge. It's not probably the best path, you know, because there's so much people think pastors just preach on Sundays, and there's a lot more mm-hmm. that we do. Um, did, uh, did you know I'm a pastor? I actually didn't know I that. I pastor a church here in town. It's called Bridge Church. Bridge Church. Okay, I was looking into it a little bit. Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, that's where we're at. I We meet at the Oconomowoc Community Center. We have another campus in Waukesha. But I just think it's so funny, And but I think that that, uh, yeah, I think blissful ignorance is really the word. It, it really serves us well um, when we either there's such a thing as knowing too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you get in your own way. Um, so that's an awesome story, man. Well, the Wolfpack Podcast is a show where um, if you have something smart to say, somebody probably already said it better. Mm. So when I decided <laughs> to start a podcast, I was like, well, what am I going to talk about? I don't want to do self-help. I don't, I don't want to, to be honest with you, man, like I didn't want to... Uh, come up with something for for people mm-hmm. but think about how much <coughs> of our conversations are made up of dude i just saw this movie you gotta check it out or i just read this book or i just saw this youtube video of this kid falling off his bike and he gets really hurt and it's hilarious you know yeah. what i mean so i was like well let's just do a show about that a show where we come on and we recommend things and so what have you consumed that everyone should recommend by the way do you enjoy watching like People get hurt online. Oh, I mean, who doesn't? It's the best. It's the best. I have a five-year-old son and a four-month-old foster son, and I show my five-year-old son. Uh, he loves watching kids his age get hurt, and I eventually stopped because I'm like, this is probably not a good idea. He's gonna start like orchestrating. Yeah, for real. Or Home alone type people. stuff. It was like, no, we need to have compassion or whatever. But we have a saying in my house um, where we go, whether something's inappropriate or something or someone gets hurt. I'll go, that's not a good thing that happened to them, but it's, but it also is funny. <laughs> or if something is inappropriate, but also funny, I'll go, that's not appropriate, but it is funny. Let's not go, let's not pretend something's not funny yeah. because it's, someone got hurt. You hear what I'm saying? Anyways, okay, so tell me about your resources. What do you recommend? Yeah, okay, so first thing, um, I just got through this book yesterday. It's for a class, so I'm writing an essay on it. Okay. <clears throat> so it's called Mere Sexuality by Todd Wilson. Todd Wilson. Fantastic book. Um, I'll read a quick excerpt from the book Please before do. I give my little um, spiel on it. Please do. And it's, I'm assuming that it sounds like a play on mere Christianity. It is. Yeah. So okay. it is a play on mere Christianity. A famous book by C.S. Lewis, mm-hmm. for yeah. those that don't know. And so this is by um, a professor of jurisprudence, which is like law at okay. Princeton. So here's what he said. Todd Wilson has given a thoughtful, sensitive, and above all, deeply Christian book about sexual morality and marriage. It brings into the foreground the power and beauty of the biblical understanding of marriage as a truly conjugal bond, a joining of hearts and minds, 
Yes, but one founded upon the biological union made possible by the sexual reproductive complementary of a male and female. Pastor Wilson shows us that the Christian no to sexual sins is rooted in the profound Christian yes to the goodness of truly conjugal union. So what I'll say about this book, it's a fantastic take on a culture so charged with like, I just think it's so aggressive. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, if you if you deal with same-sex attraction, like you kind of get forced into a certain set of beliefs. And like, I think one of those beliefs is like Christians don't like you. Like Christians are, are against you. And like he handles that issue and culture's issues on sexual takes so well hmm. and so respectfully while also giving, here's what Christians believe. Here's what the church and the Bible stands for. Here's why it's important. And so I would say the book, Mere Sexuality by Todd Wilson is perfect for like unbelievers who like, you know, what does the church say? Mm-hmm. What does Christianity say? What does the Bible say? And for Bible believing Christians who like, who know what they're supposed to believe, but maybe they don't know why they believe it. Mm-hmm. And so it's a perfect book that kind of gets at the root yeah. of that. That's awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'm very interested. Okay, so more books or what else you got? More books. Okay, I'm going to keep ripping down the list of books. Um, I'll give you my favorite. This is one of my favorite books I've ever read of all time. So, Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire by Jim Cimbala. Basically, the whole book's premise is the Brooklyn Tabernacle is like a really famous church. New York? Yeah, in New York. Well, that makes it's, sense. It's okay, huge. Right. Yeah. And it's basically the story of how this church got started and God's provision oh, nice. in starting the church. And the whole book's premise is prayer, which has been a huge point in my life recently. Um, it is truly like amazing just seeing the way the Lord works through prayer and how encouraging this book is for getting you more into prayer and just speaking with the Lord and talking with the Lord. And one of the points I know they make in this book is like they touch on the fact that I wrote it down just because I love it. Um, We begin to think of ourselves as a Holy Ghost emergency room where people and spiritual trauma can come be rescued. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things again where it's like people I think sometimes forget like the church is a hospital. The church is meant for trauma and for growth and growing together. It's not just this exclusive club, but it accepts the weak and the struggling and the hurt. And so it's just a beautiful story of how God uses their church and how God used all these crazy circumstances and how they started in this, the grossest, smallest, dingiest church and just how the Lord provided again and again and again. Couldn't recommend that book enough. Like I love it. Man. I, I would read it over and over again. It's so great. You, you say you've been in a season of focusing on prayer. Yeah. Um, tell me kind of what that looks like for you and what's something you uh, understands a funny <coughs> word, but for lack of a better term, What's something you understand about prayer now that um, you didn't, let's say, three years ago? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I would first off say just how important it is to prayer. Um, talking about it with we have a relational God, mm-hmm. conversation wise. If you're you know, you're just reading your Bible, that is great. And I can't recommend getting into the Bible enough because that's God's word to us. But if you aren't spending time just speaking to him and spending silence with him, are you really spending time hearing what God has to say to you? And I, I truly believe that God, you know, God speaks to us if we just sit in silence with him. It's not like you're going to hear an audible voice and, mm-hmm. you know, but like sitting in God's word and just sitting in his presence and talking to him is really important with the relational God. And um, what I've learned is just how important and powerful it is, even in praising the God, God through prayer. It's a gift from God mm-hmm. because I think in praising God, we get to see more and more attributes of God and more things to praise him for the more we spend time praising him. So it's like praising God is another gift from God, especially through prayer. And on my floor, we started prayer groups. We just, you know, Hey guys, if you want to come pray, we have like praise requests and prayer requests. And we just sit and pray, you know, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, 40 minutes, just Mm kind of depends on the night. 
And it's been so powerful when you get a bunch of godly men together just to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, intercede for the city of Chicago. Um, we started writing, we started picking churches. We'll pray for them in different specific ways all week. And then I'll write them a letter at the end of the week and we'll deliver it just in how we're praying for them. And yeah. it's like just such a cool way to come together as brothers and sisters in Christ yeah. and just pray. That's cool. Yeah, have you heard, I'm sure you know this, but there's this thing called the Westminster Catechism. Mm-hmm. And the first question in the catechism, cate- for those that don't know, catechism is like a series of questions and answers made for uh, memorization. It says, what is the chief end of man or the chief purpose of man? And uh, it's to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Mm-hmm. And so that's saying, okay, so what's what, at the end of the day, what's our purpose? Well, to glorify God and enjoy him. And what I when I hear when I go, hey, so what is prayer to you? And one of your examples is, well, it's just praise, meaning telling God who he is, telling God what mm-hmm. we appreciate about him and his character and what we that we love him or whatever, if if you're a Christian. And what I appreciate about that and what I deeply agree mm-hmm. is that the thing about the Christian life is that at any moment, no matter how far you uh, feel your feelings are such a bad gauge or what you've gotten yourself into um, or in other words what God is currently allowing you to get away with because he certainly lets people get away with a lot me Mm -hmm. included Um, you can always take a step right into the center of your whole purpose through praise yeah you know what I mean Mm -hmm. because I mean it's in this life we spend so much time figuring am I doing the right thing am I making the right choices should I start this business um should I apply for this job? Am I right for me? It's like, am I raising my kids mm-hmm. the right way? Am I figuring it all out? Mm-hmm. And I don't have it all figured out. But what I know is that in a moment's notice, I can step again into the center of my purpose as mm-hmm. a human and just give God glory. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, th- and I'm not far from it. I'm not. F- there's nothing to be figured out. And, be- and what I love about prayer is that you, in the blink of an eye, can have no problems to solve. Mm-hmm. And we, not only do we have a lot of problems to solve, we literally create problems yeah. to solve. I, I, I like a guy, he's kind of controversial, and I, I certainly don't agree with everything he says, a guy named Richard Rohr. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, people ask him, how long should I pray? And he says, well, pray until th- uh, the junk in your mind disappears. And they go, well, what's the junk in our minds? He goes, when you wake up in the morning, the things in your day that you're dreading and the things you're in your day you're looking forward mm. to is what he refers to as the junk in your mind. Mm. Because even if it's a good thing you get to do at 5 p.m. that day, yeah. it's still not that present moment. Wow. So even looking forward to that thing is keeping you from enjoying God in that moment. Mm. And uh, I don't know about you, dude. My brain goes all over the place, uh-huh. as I'm sure you can tell. As I wake up in the morning... And immediately, I'm thinking about all the stuff I gotta mm-hmm. do, even the good things. You know, I'm so, oh yes, it's Thursday. I get to go to noon class at Open Guard. Yeah, and I have to go. Okay, the good things, the bad things. Um, I'm gonna enjoy God just mm-hmm. in this moment. You know what I mean? Um, I forgot where I was going with that. You got another resource? Yeah, or Actually, anything else you? I add? wanted to kind of touch on what you said. Yeah. Um, I had a teacher. <clears throat> she described it like this. She said. Like, I believe hom- humans are homo adorans, is what she said. Explain. And what she meant by that was humans are looking for a thing to praise. And so before the fall of man, like, mm-hmm. we were whole. We were made one with God. And, like, that's our was our like our praise and our our worship was towards the Lord. We're the only place it could be because we were perfect then. Mm-hmm. 
And after the fall of man, she would say that since then, mankind has been looking for things to praise. And it's kind of interesting watching people and looking for how that pops up in a culture nowadays. It is like people search for what they can praise and what they can adore. Yeah. And it's like that's and then when our human heart isn't adoring and focused and praising God, it's where we're missing out. And we're just always trying to shovel things in that hole. That's never going to get filled. Yeah, for sure. So. Well, I've, I've always worded it. Uh, worship is an instinct. Hmm. Worship is not a Christian practice. It's a human instinct. Yeah. And what's funny and how an, another way I've thought about what you're saying is if you're driving down the street, where's the, where's the Grand Canyon? Arizona? Yeah. Wait. <laughs> I think it's Arizona. <laughs> think. Um, okay. So you're driving down the street. You're going mm-hmm. to the Grand Canyon, and you see a signpost that says uh, Grand Canyon five miles. Mm-hmm. And so you pull over the car, and you get out, and you find someone to take a picture of you with the sign that says Grand Canyon yeah. five miles. And then you get back in the car. So you now you have a photo with a sign that says Grand Canyon five miles mm-hmm. ahead. You get back in your car, pull a U-turn, and you go the other way. Yeah. And what you did was you worshipped the sign pointing to the thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where some people will, like we're talking about, will sex will be their God. 100%. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. fitness will be their God. And I'm yeah. Like, those are all really, really good things, but those are all signposts pointing mm-hmm. to the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. How Richard Rohr puts it, oddly enough that he came up twice, Yeah. is that... We're supposed to stand in stunned silence of the moon rather than in stunned silence of the finger pointing to mm-hmm. the moon. So we stop short. We worship the things that are pointing us to the yeah. only thing really worth worshiping because it's a worship because it's an instinct or as your professor put it, it's homo adorogenous. <laughs> what is it? Homo adoran. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even like you said, like it's a good thing. Like you look at things like sex, it's a good thing. But is it safe? It can be like used such in such an unsafe way. And like sure. with marriages nowadays, you look how 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 high the divorce rate's going, and it's like sex outside of marriage. Like sex is good, but doesn't mean it's safe. Especially when you're playing around in like dangerous contexts. Like sure, things happen. Yeah. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Great point, man. So it looks like it looks like you have another book. Yeah. One more book. So um, let me grab it. So this book it's called Stay Salt. Um, one of my friends, one of my close friends, just gave it to me. Nice. Um, <clears throat> Who wrote it? Uh, it's by Rebecca Manley Piper. And so she wrote a book a long time on evangelism called Salt Shaker. Okay. Um, and so this is her like second book in the series. And so lo- her and her husband, long-term evangelists, they work, I know, like South America and Europe for a long time. I think they just came back to America. And the book's basically addressing like, like evangelism, why it's important in our Christian lives, which it totally is in you know, what holds people back, especially in American culture? Because she talked about in Southern Christian communities, like in the South, um, not in America, but like, you know, down like Mexico and South America, it's huge. And it's very, it's part of the culture of Christianity there. But here in America and in Europe, it's not. And so that's what this book's addressing. I think I had something I wanted to say from the book. I don't remember what it was, though. So we will, we will see. By the way, you are one of the most prepared guests I've ever had. (laughs) prepared with oh, that's my goal with bookmarks <laughs> <laughs> and underlines um i think i'm just gonna read it i don't even remember what this was yeah, about but I, I bookmarked it for a reason yeah. uh so it says jesus doesn't disqualify us because of our past confessed failures or broken promises he wants to use us now where we are as we are why can we go out into the world in weakness confident of god's strength because jesus the lord of lords and king of kings came to our planet in weakness The Lord of the universe, from all his immensity in heaven, became the smallest form of life, not merely a man, nor a baby, nor a fetus. The Lord of the universe, the king of glory, became an embryo. 
And so that's just a part of the book, but it really is just an encouragement. It's like in our human weakness is where we're strongest in the Lord. Understanding how weak we are is when we can rely on the Lord yeah. the most, especially in evangelism. It's like we don't have to be perfect. We don't need to know the Bible in and out because you're never going to know everything in the Bible, you know. Yeah. But it's about, you know, relying on the Lord and, and coming and sharing his love and grace with others. And yeah. so and being honest book. about who you are, right? Yeah. Yeah. And what you struggle with. I love that, man. I love it. I, uh, you know, I, again, I'm not sure this makes sense to everybody, but how I've chosen to think about that is like, it's like if somebody is wants to break, show you that they can break into any car mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, cool, show me. And so their method of breaking in is with a hammer. And so they smash the window and unlock the door. You go, oh. Okay, you used a strong tool to do this hard thing. Get yeah. Okay, that's not very impressive. But if someone goes, I can break into any car, and then they show you that they do it with a set of nail clippers. Hmm. Any nail clippers, any car, I can get in. Super impressive. Yeah, Why? They did a difficult thing with a very weak tool. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the Bible would say his strength is made perfect in our weakness. Yeah. And that's illustrated by that story. Meaning, hmm. yeah, you know what? I actually make... I don't make God look better by talking about how great I am. Mm-hmm. I actually go, I'm just a set of nail clippers. And he's, you know, using me to raise a family or to do foster care or whatever. Or for this person over here, mm-hmm. they're going to they're gonna feed the hungry, something I'm not, I'm not super, super involved in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they're going, yeah, I mean, God, I'm just a set of nail clippers. And he's breaking into crazy cars with, you know, rather than be like, here's how much I give and here's what I do. Mm-hmm. You know what, hear what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, and I see that in that quote that you read. Um, yeah. So thanks for sharing that, man. Yeah. And I really appreciate in the book, too, they, they reference Paul, like coming to the Corinthians. And he's like, in my weakness and fear and trembling, I came to you, like yeah. without the soundness of words. Like, and the Lord uses that. And I think as for believers, that's a reminder that like. In our weakness, like, like you just said, like, you yeah. know, God uses our weakness and makes it strong. And yeah, so, yeah. Super well, cool. that's why you just sharing. Um, I can't remember if you said this before or after we started recording, but you just sharing about uh, using alcohol and mm-hmm. all that, which is going to be plenty of people that listen to my show. Yeah. that Drink responsibly or yeah, whatever exactly. or would go. It's not even wrong. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't, would disagree with you or I morally on taking alcohol too far, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but just sharing that openness, you know what I'm saying? Especially if there's any level of struggle currently. Um, always just being honest about that is so important, man. So I appreciate you being willing to share that. For um, sure. And I'm not assuming that it <coughs> is. I'm just saying, like, man, we do not need to protect ourselves as much as we mm-hmm. tend to protect ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man. Awesome. Anything else you'd share? I mean, I think the one other thing on my mind um, – I kind of want to talk about like the workout culture we live in just a little yeah, bit. Please do. I just think it's so fascinating. And so we were talking about this before we started recording a little bit. Yeah, I don't want to brag. I got some five pound dumbbells <laughs> over there. All right. But like I've been seeing uh, more and more through social media, especially with workout culture, how it really motivates people to use pain and to use hurt to motivate and to get stronger. Mm-hmm. And it's something that's just been on my heart because as like a Christian man, like I see how unhealthy that is. And I'm like, I don't want people that to suffer with that because as someone who struggled with, you know, times where I've been depressed and really sad and really down, um, when you just f- pour into that pain and let it grow so you can just get a better pump in or a better workout in, yeah. it is so unhealthy and it hurts you so much more than it helps you. And I have friends like that, man. Like you can just tell like their their mood is just wrecked because they're getting ready to work out and they're just a jerk for a few hours because they're like, I'm just like 
fighting my demons right now, man. Yeah. They're like, I'm just getting ready. Like, <laughs> and I think it's one of those things where working out is such a healthy, it can be a, such a good therapy, a, such a good relaxation. And for me, it is. Mm-hmm. But if you make it into something where you're fostering pain and sadness, it can be really unhealthy and really dangerous. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a warning I give people. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Definitely. Well, and we, like you had said, we were talking about it off off mic but um, you have to work out because <coughs> you love your body mm-hmm. take care of the things you love rather than working out because you hate your body because yeah it's uh it's toxic you know awesome well are we uh i don't know when i'm gonna post this episode but tomorrow saturday are you gonna be at the gym yeah i will be at the gym tomorrow right, so cool. you i can put you on blast to dan <laughs> dude i'm not gonna kick anybody's butt i put you on blast to dan on accident i was like yeah nate's coming over with podcast he goes oh he's in town <laughs> Tell him to get to the gym. <laughs> yeah, he gives he me a call. You? I was like, I was like, Dan, listen. I was like, I just got back. I'm coming. I swear. <laughs> I was like, I was planning on surprising everyone on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Nate. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Anytime.